There are some pay-per-views I've only got halfway through and then just the next one comes along and you can't... Yeah. You don't go back, do you? Yeah. You just kind of go, shit, right, I know. See, see, see the podcast, see the podcast. Yeah. Um, do a proper intro and all sorts. And we'll do a proper... We'll have to, yeah. We'll have to. That's <laughs> usually your job, isn't it? Well, we're just used to, like, on the main show, just, like, just shambolically starting... But technology yeah. seems to have been good for us, and we've actually been able to like start talking with no issues so far. Yeah, it's only twenty past nine. <laughs> this is usually—I mean, one of us should surely have some great technological fuck up. Well, I, I did. As by twenty minutes before we came on, I was watching um, Joe Nakamura from NXT Toronto, and yeah. my router just started to restart itself, flashing red and all sorts. I was like, "Don't! Oh, here we go! Here we go!" <laughs> Oh, it's it. the evening. It's the evening in. Oh, it's a podcast. Therefore, the route is going to re- it restarted it's a podcast itself. Podcast evening, and it just came back on, and it was working again. Like, okay, wow. oh, that's all fine, and that's it's still right working all right now. That's okay then. Good. Good. So, uh, good, hello, good, Cameron. Good. Hello, Phil. How are you doing? I'm a happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, and happy Christmas and Hogmanay. Happy Hogmanay and Is that what we do? However, in Scotland, I can't remember. No, we don't do Hootenanny. That's a rubbish made-up word by Jules Holland. Oh dear, I was very the tempted to piano um, playing pixie that he is. I was tempted to turn like when we were watching at the in-laws house with the, the TV. I was tempted to turn it onto the STV, the Scottish BBC or something. Aye, I put Scottish New Year on. See what that was like for a change. Um, you're not missing much apart from it's much like an English one only they have um, always have Jackie Bird bless her who reads the news on BBC Scotland and she's usually in like some kind of party frock yeah. uh, and she's usually forced outside to do some sort of link to something some band somewhere and she's on the battlements of Edinburgh Castle and she's blatantly every year god love her freezing her anatomy off <laughs> Um, and she's desperate for, to go back indoors. And then you get like, um, he's long since dead. You get the sort of equivalent of Jimmy Shand and his band. You know, there's yeah. one guy with an accordion there going, ah, it's midnight here and here we are with the pipes and reels. Oh, and yeah, that's what Robin you get. Williams, I think, did the New Year this year. It was like a concert for Robin Williams having, and he just kind of went outside, like, yeah, it's New Year. We uh, uh, great. Okay, that's okay. that's that's all right then. Yeah, it's grand. Yeah, well, we're, so. we're, in a, we're in a new year, Cameron. Yeah, we're in a completely new year, it's, and we haven't organised a podcast yet for the next recording. No, not really. Well, we had a pay per view in mind. Obviously, we were going to do the nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble, which would have been good because that would have been topical because the Royal Rumble's coming up shortly. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> an ideal and organised podcast would have said, right, we need to do a Royal Rumble episode in January. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're not that kind of podcast, goddammit. No, we're why, not. Why Why would you want to be that organised? It takes effort. Why would we organise ourselves and why would we actually, you know, get our heads together and do something no. on time? Hence why, yesterday, about half eight, I went, and I look at our SoundCloud page, went, oh, we've not posted one for a while. Let's do a quick primetime episode. Yeah. And I, I sent a message to Cameron and said, oh, you can. Podcast? He's like, yeah, all right, I was lying on my couch at the time and my phone just... I can't remember what I was watching last night and my phone just went on the table next to me. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was you kind of going, let's do a prime time on Thursday night. And I was like, yeah, See, go on. <laughs> I, I was hoping it'd be more like in um, uh, Anchor Man when he gets out like, the, the, uh, the seashell and he's like... <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, we need to do a podcast. <laughs> and you would have just like, kind of like parachuted out of the sky or something and landed in my house. 
<laughs> you thought it was going to be like Avengers Assemble or yeah, something. Yeah, like going to be this message. It's been good like that, you know. <laughs> As I'm flying through the atmosphere above New York yeah. City, I just see, see like, it on the wind. Is that, is that, is that a shooting star in, a ki- in the sky, Father? No, yeah. that's Cameron on his way to a Conquistadors recording. <laughs> that's, that's shooting through the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a streak across the sky of time, just flying. What's, <laughs> what's, what's the thing with Martian Manhunter, the space station he's in, in the DC universe again? I can't remember now. What's, oh, what? The, the, the JLA satellite or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, I can't, it has a name and I can't, it's totally skipped my head. But yeah, like you're, you're sat there in some space station. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> We must fly. <laughs> there is a someone yeah. needs a podcast. Quickly assemble. <laughs> Quickly assemble. Uh, yes. So, so it, it's sadly not like that. It's just no, it was account, you just being, account, like, being oh. a lazy slob going. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So um, uh, we're going to talk about a quick, like 2016, not, not review, but just like good things. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, yeah, that's it. The 2016 good stuff review. Good stuff because let's face it, outside wrestling, 2016 is generally considered to be a little bit of a suck. Yeah, uh, 2016 in general. <laughs> it it's was weird because a... like the wrestling's been really good, but the rest of it's been really crap. Yeah, real life has been a bit crap. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know. Thankfully, we've had the uh, the the kind of fake order wrestling to escape into, which has been really good. Which has been really bloody good this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Been, uh, been really good. Um, Maybe as, I should uh, find figure out some awards music and put it in here. You probably well we're not well we're not yeah I started stick it in yeah you know, <laughs> it's just because it just gets in the mood. The first good stuff, a good thing, goes to... Um, yeah, we're only doing awards for good stuff. Good stuff. So, like, individual matches and sort of cool stuff. Well, I wrote down I wrote down people, really. I didn't get that well, one. But people in the matches kind of go hand in hand, don't they? So Yeah, pretty much, because yeah. you have decent matches. You get you get back at... Um, you, you get more into the consciousness of the, of the year. I think probably, if, if right, if you're going to go to the WWE... Yeah. And you were going to say they're... Um, most valuable person or MVP as you will MVP but not actually the MVP a generic MVP not an actual MVP (laughs) not the actual MVP not not Montel Vesuvius Porter it's only now I realise how annoying his name is for people who want to refer to MVPs yeah exactly Uh, it gets a bit confusing Um, yeah Um, I would probably say without a shadow of a doubt and if you're going to say other words I know some people have said Jericho um, well, I want to talk about him though. But oh, yeah, yeah, we, we talk, talk about, about Jericho. Definitely, definitely. I think. Because his um, his he's gone from being sort of 
you know, old part-timer to properly doing some cool stuff this year, especially with Kevin Owens. But I'd say overall... Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, It's just the scarf, man, and the beard. (laughs) He he has become imminently punchable. Yeah, I think think we talked about it when he he turned up at... um, he was it NXT, not like one of those, those the house shows that they broadcast and um, no, I can't remember what it was now. But Jericho was in Canada and he came out as a Canadian and he made them boo him as a Canadian. Yeah. Was it not an episode of Raw or something like that was no, on? It was definitely like uh, like a house show that they broadcast, like maybe one of the, the um, not the Beast in the East, maybe the other Brock Lesnar one that they showed. You know, like Lesnar to another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know what you mean the network specials. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Roadblock, was it? It might have been Roadblock. I can't even remember what Roadblock was. But Jericho came out and like he got the crowd to boo him in Canada, and he's Canadian. I mean, that's tough. That's not bad. That is that is that that's is fairly stellar work. Like that kind of continues the whole year. Like that, yeah. you know, the list of Jericho, he got that over. He got the word "it" over. Yep, yep, and and just saying stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> And with his one. best friends Kevin Owens, which kind of dragged I think a little bit into the year, but most of the time it's uh, like oh, it's classic work. They were good. Like I watched the video last night of them uh, after Jericho won the US title from Roman Reigns. Yeah, and uh, the two of them celebrating backstage and getting interviewed. Did you watch that? Chris, congratulations on becoming the new United oh my God, States. Tom, just get to the point. Yeah, we have to go celebrate. Look at this. United States champion, Felipe, universal champion. Felipe, you've been on our case for about six months. It's and unbearable. Now, it's unbearable. And now, after all these months, Felipe, you can finally admit that... That's not Felipe. Are you Tom Phillips? Where is Tom Phillips? What have you done with him? What? It doesn't matter. It doesn't no. matter. We know you're going to ask the same stupid question that Felipe would ask. And here's your answer. Finally, after six months, Team... Kevin and Chris, <laughs> yeah, are the Universal Champion and the United States Champion. How many times have you been a champion in anything in life? Anything. How many times have you been a double champion in anything in life? Then once. Get out of here! I can no. do this better. Yeah, and tell Felipe we said he can he can go away too. He he can leave us alone too. Tell tell Chuck that she she can leave too. Uh, random person. Oh, the stranger. Just a random stranger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say stuff. Well, now I got this thing, and I just want to really just go celebrate our incredible victory. It's time for us to take this. Oh, we are now the faces of America. George! 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 Come here, George. Take that back, man. Do your job. Jeez, George. Come on, man. You're as worse as Felipe is. And we are the faces of America and the faces of Raw. And we're far prettier than George, Felipe, and Chuck. All right, that's true. Well, let's go. Uh... Is he mean mugging? Are you mean mugging him? Huh? I can kind of see. Huh? You want to fight us? Yeah, you want to fight us? Huh? What happened? You were shorter earlier. Yeah, and now you came tall? back and now you're tall. Today, what is trying this? to stare us down? Huh? I don't care. What kind of mind tricks are you playing? Before, huh? What kind of a Jedi do you think? What kind of a fool do you think we Look are? Look at this. We're gonna fall for this? Look I'm at a this. magician too. Who's taller yeah, now? Look at this. Look at this. You see that? I'm the great Kali. Oh part my two. god. Look at this. I'm the great Jared Kali. There huh? you go. Knock huh? you out, man. Huh? Knock you out, man. You'd probably, you'd probably break your, your hand on this ridiculous hair. hair. That's right. What is this? That's not this. moving at all. Yeah, you know exactly. what? You know what, George? Get out of here. That's Again. true. I'm going to get rid of. Oh, see? Same thing. That's Same thing. Here we go. Let's get on this one and look triumphant. KO and Jericho. The faces of Raw. We look over. Oh. Well, let's look this way. This way. Hey, let's cling our titles. Cling them? Yeah, the kids do it all the time. They think they're so cool. Well, you know on. what I mean? Like, we're... Turpentine? 
plate to plate kind of thing. Oh, like this? Oh, I said they said clean yeah. them. Clean them. No, no, clean, we could clean them dirty. too. There's an interview. I think it was. I don't think it was this year. I think it was 2015. But um, uh, Kevin Owens interviewed backstage with his Intercontinental Champion, and he was on top of like a shipping container. Yes. And the person said, "Would you? Would you consider consider yourself like an athlete?" He's like, "I got up here, didn't I? I'm an athlete." Come yes, on. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was. Well, I think it was, that was Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips was like, "How how how did you get up there? Because I'm an elite athlete." Talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. the one. Anyway, as much as we're talking about Jericho. Um, I think like I think there's lots of other people, but he's always going to elbow his way nicely into the conversation, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you were going to pick a number one, Jericho's definitely number two. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to pick a number one for the whole year in WWE, it has to be AJ Styles. thought that this time last year well this time last year there was the, the everyone knew he'd handed in his notice at New Japan yeah and he'd had a cracker of a match at it Wrestle was Kingdom the 10. rampant speculation wasn't it we had yeah and everyone Bullet was Club well, over. we had Nakamura turning up at some point the Bullet Club and all this kind of all this kind of jazz yeah um, I thought it was genuinely a surprise for him to be in the Royal Rumble because mm-hmm. I it really I happened quick didn't it that was like two weeks after Wrestle Kingdom it 10. was like a, uh, it was probably no more than three I'd within say. the same month wasn't it because Wrestle Kingdom was like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in January and Royal Rumble yeah, was like yeah, yeah. last week so they turned that around quick didn't they yeah yeah well he got that contract signing was it and yeah. uh, apparently he he was snuck into the venue with a baseball cap on, on his head and he was with the ring crew <laughs> That's how they got him in without anyone noticing. Yeah, he just arrived like earlier on and just had the same sort of jacket and lanyard on, and everyone just thought, you know, with the baseball cap on from a distance, no one suspected it was him because it was AJ Styles. It was AJ Styles, and he was—he actually apparently was helping shift boxes and things like. He's a dude, AJ. So and all this kind of stuff. So it was—it was really, really cool from that point of view. Yeah. Um, and that's I think because like, he because he went into that through Jericho first of all, and he lost at WrestleMania, and nobody was like, oh, there we go. And everyone went nuts. And it was buried. just going to be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like, he's going to get buried and blah, blah, blah. And then he had that great feud with John Cena. Yes, which produced probably some of the best matches this year as far as WWE went. Yeah. And then, like, all his work on SmackDown's been really good. That Since the brand split, I was going to yeah. say he's... Although, you know, the whole gimmick of the face that runs the place and the champ that runs the camp yeah. is like, you know, him having a catchphrase, but it is there is an element of truth to it because it him and... Cena and Ambrose are pretty much, you know, carrying SmackDown, yeah. really. I would also, to segue to somebody else, <laughs> say that somebody else who's doing a world of good on SmackDown would be The Miz. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Awesome! I came to the play to play. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. I came to 
I think you're right. He's doing really well, and I I, I like to hate the Mrs. character, and that's yeah. the whole point. But I'd argue that it's five years too late. Mm, maybe. I'd argue they've missed the boat on him, <clears throat> and he's fallen victim to that thing of <clears throat> in the back in the old days. <laughs> um, you would you would get a new wrestler in. Yeah. You would then give them the Intercontinental title a couple of times, maybe, and if they were successful with the Intercontinental title, you would then give them the world title shot. Yeah. Yeah. Logic. Yeah. The up the ladder. Yeah. Kind of in the last, I think the Miz fell victim, and Dolph Ziggler suffers the same thing as well. Okay, um, and well done, Miz, right now. I think. <clears throat> yeah. He's and on there's a good list. The Miz is on Jack, a good list. Yeah, Jack Swagger fell into this trap as well. Of about four or five years ago, they had a whole thing of, here's a guy, he's really good, let's give him the world title. Yeah. And they give them the world title, and then they kind of went oh well uh, they were a bit rubbish so um, not with that again pal well we'll just give them six to seven Intercontinental title rings instead <laughs> to I'll, make up that's a fair point I'll uh, probably say you know, Miz's career as a whole is a bit flaky but yeah. I think <laughs> since he, he was in that kind of weird babyface position then he kind of went off to that film came back as Hollywood Miz and had the whole, the whole Miz Dow thing and since then I think his character work as you know Hollywood Miz that's been oh, spot yeah. on. Especially like the um, the oh. promo he did on the Talking Smack where he kind of exploded at Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. He called him a coward. He said, oh, you know, when the, you go wrestle in the bingo hall or something, you know, and I'll, I'll stay here and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I've been, all that I've stuff been was... defending this title and yeah, 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 yeah. That I mean, would that... probably be in my top three promos of the year that where he's been crazy on camera. Oh, God, uh, yeah. Because, I mean, because it, 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 it was... Um, it went beyond... Sort of like a work shoot kind of thing, wasn't like it? Like a work, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like it, it had a, it had that element of truth in it. It was kind of to a, on a smaller scale, like CM Punk's pipe bomb on Raw, mm. in oh, that yeah. it had it, it had the an element of truth the, to it. Yeah, wouldn't have the, the eyeballs on it because you know that was no, on Raw, no, and this no, is on, on Raw, yeah, and yeah, after yeah. shooting, but still, but, it's like oh, it was good. Yeah, it was the element of it was the element of truth to it. Yeah, and he was right. But my only kind of flaw with the whole Miz versus. Daniel Bryan thing is that we're not going to ever get a Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, no, there'll be a pair to it, will there? Never. No, there'll never be a pair. No. Unless, unless, like, it, it would be getting Daniel Bryan to pick a younger wrestler to represent him without looking like a complete wuss in the process yeah. kind of idea, you know? Um, and you could have done that with Dolph, I think. But once again, I, I, I don't know. I, the Miz is doing sterling work, he's really good to watch. Um, he's probably part of the reason why SmackDown's currently doing Raw in the ratings. Yeah. Um, which I have a funny feeling we're going to get a brand split not long after WrestleMania. <laughs> AJ, really- Sty- AJ Styles and John Cena will be over on Raw, yes, and they'll sir. probably and SmackDown will probably get Big Cass in <laughs> instead <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah. I think as I say, I, 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 it's that thing of he'll forever be like an Intercontinental Champion. Is that yeah? He, he's the kind of premium. but I think you, you do kind of need those, those kind of gateway guys, don't you? That, that kind of upper mid card level. Oh yeah, you can you put those good. Put up you know the, the guys who are going to make it. They need someone to put them over. Which you know, yeah. um, Mick Foley was that kind of level guy back in the attitude era, wasn't he? You, you know, he, they could yeah. put him up into the main event if they wanted to to really put somebody over. A lot of guys went through Mick Foley slash Mankind to get to, to a main event. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a bigger example of that than the start of 2000. 
when they were gearing um, Triple H up to main event WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, they, and they had a whole, they had January February program with Cactus, Cactus Jack. Jack. Yeah, which is and my favourite. Um, oh, it's back to a moment when uh, mankind takes his mask off. And, oh, it's Cactus Jack. Don't get Al started about that. Well, never, never, ever, ever get Al started about in that. In a good or a bad way? In a really bad way. Because he hates it. He, he despises it. He's <laughs> gone from this podcast because that is one of my favourite bits of wrestling ever. Yeah, I is. tell him that as well. I tell him it's great. But he's there kind of going, well, it's just the same Mick Farley in a different t shirt. No. Like, Cactus Jack is completely it's a, different. It's a persona. It's a persona. Yeah, does he? No, it doesn't care. He's rubbish. Speaking of personas, oh. um, I also wrote down Shinsuke Nakamura just because, essentially. Just. <laughs> Pretty much. And essentially, though, <laughs> what he's doing in NXT, I don't think he's a million miles away from what he's doing in New Japan. He's not like reinvented himself. No, not at all. But then he's just remained the coolest man in the world. Yes. I was going to say he has a. It's it's almost supernatural mm. with Shinsuke. It's it, yeah. well, the, the, the foundation of him being an absolutely fantastic pro wrestler yeah. is there. Because this is a guy who, obviously, with his MMA training, he, he you can tell, mm. he, obviously, I, I think it was Jim Cornette said, you know, this guy uses his knees like other people use their fists. And he's right. <laughs> um, and he has a bizarre kind of electrical charisma about him. Totally. I mean, um, me and Ethan just finished watching uh, the Joe Nakamura match from NXT Toronto, because we're that far away on tape Mm-hmm. And there's a great bit at the beginning where Joe tries to hit him with a clothesline and Nakamura ducks it and then just like swaggers over to the ropes. Yes. Doesn't uh, like walk. He just kind of swaggers. No, kind of does his like Mick his Jagger strut. shuffle, doesn't he? And yeah. The church was like, come on! Yep, and that's it. It's, it's just great. Oh, so good. So good. I, and like, he, like the series of matches he's had this year, I mean, he's had uh, AJ Styles at the start in New Japan. Mm-hmm. That was cracking. And then his first match, Nakamura Zane. My match of the year, essentially. Uh, Takeover Dallas, yeah, one of them, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the thing about that match is, and what you got to remember is, there was no feud for those yeah, two. It, it was they were cold, wasn't it? It was just yeah, and, the, and they were both faces. Yeah, and no one had ever seen Nakamura in a WWE ring before. No, and you were probably getting a lot of people who watched that show and maybe hadn't seen Nakamura full stop before. Yeah. You put about a, a better, like you know. Majority of the live crowd did because it's that kind oh, yeah, of crowd, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because the NXT attracts the more. But for the, your average network watcher who decided to yeah. watch the Takeover, to see that, I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and he's amazing, and he's also in that group of um, wrestlers this year in WWE that have absolutely phenomenal theme music. Hmm, I love that song. That's a great song. <laughs> love it. Um, I assume now we're going to hear Glorious. 
Yes. <laughs> That is also when I first heard that I was like, I looked at the whole uh, Bobby Roode thing and I saw him like the first night he was in NXT or he was on one of the NXTs and he was doing the whole glorious thing. I was like, oh, what the hell have they lumbered him with now? And I was part, you know, all my head's racing with, oh, they just want to embarrass him because he's coming from TNA and oh, blah blah blah. And he has absolutely been, you know, pun intended, glorious, glorious, Uh, you know, since. There were two um, things that got that theme over for me. Um, the first one was, um, oh, what was his first ma- uh, first takeover show? Was it Brooklyn? Uh, NXT Brooklyn, wasn't it? Yeah, before someone. Against Almas, whatever his name was, the rubbish guy with the braces. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Oh, no, the boy against the no, no way, Jose. Anyway, he's in that, and like they're showing the promo into the match, and like um, Bob Roode's shouting the guy's face. The wait is finally over. Bobby Roode is NXT. I am going to take this company to the next level. NXT needs Bobby Roode. I wear a custom-made suit. I wear expensive shoes. I am a superstar. Those 15,000 people, they're not paying to see you. They are paying to see me glorious. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. That's amazing. Like they did the whole thing. Like as he's speaking, the piano bit is like under his voice. Yeah. As he finishes. Glorious. Like, <laughs> it was so good. That it's got it brilliant. over. And so the videos good. of it that um, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa did. Segue yes. again. Yes, glorious, like, glorious bombs. Yes. They're cracking. <laughs> the one with um what was the one that ended up with Tommy Simmons? Dreamer? It was Tommy Dreamer on the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they opened up one of the cubicles and just went and just both sort of shook their heads going, uh uh-uh. uh. Nah. <laughs> nah. <No way. laughs> those two good. are another yeah. part of my good part of the year. Yes. Uh, DIY, hashtag DIY, them and the revival have had like a oh, cracking man. series of matches. I love the revival <laughs> Say yeah. we go hard all day all night on my brows are the people who be ready to fight Say yeah. 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 like the Mace whole thing I love to hate the revival which yeah. is what they are there for um, I think the revival do such a good job. Oh, some of the tag team stuff is, is just fantastic. The one like again, the NXT Toronto, mm-hmm. cracking. Oh, just some of the things oh, I can't even put into words what they do, but it's just like there's no one else doing it, is there? No, nope. that kind of heel based tag team work. And it's really, it's really, really basic. Yeah, they're not doing. It's anything. not like it's you know some great phenomenal new thing they've just discovered. They've just watched the Brainbusters and gone, let's do that. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, there's the Brainbusters. You know? yeah, we'll wear the satin jackets. Yep, look amazing. Come out and do that. And obviously that, you know, the Brooklyn match was fantastic. Yes. Oh, they just. I mean, 
now they they haven't got the belts, have they? They lost. They, do you think they dropped the belts? To, uh, they, do you know why they still got them? They lost them. Yeah, do you know why they still got them? Surely it's just a matter of time until they get put into the main roster. Well, there's always this kind of NXT's big problem, as far as I'm concerned, is that they're always going to be strip mined for. Like the main, what the inverted commas main roster. Now, as yeah. much as the WWE will argue that NXT is a legitimate third brand, yeah, because there's a lot of like obviously just talking about Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, everyone's like kind of going, "Oh, if he's that good, then why is he not on Raw or SmackDown?" Yeah, um, and I think the WWE's counter argument to that is that NXT isn't a development brand anymore; it's a legitimate third arm. Yeah, yeah, you know. Because they're, they're, they're touring, they're going to Australia and UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just a thing that's in Florida. It's no, no, it's amount, kind yeah. of broke out on that. It's 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 come a long way from its you know bloody um, you know here's your mentor, here's your this mm. and the next thing kind of elimination reality TV show yeah. that it used to be like five years ago. <laughs> Remember when the Miz was Daniel Bryan's mentor? <laughs> this this guy help you wrestle. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Like, I can't remember who's it on the NXT as well. Who's it that um, Loki got? Was it not like two lassies that Loki got? And I can't remember who it was. I think one of them might have been Maria Canales or whatever her name is. I could be wrong. But he got like it might have even been the Bella twins or something like that. I can't. He uh, ended up with two lassies. And I was like, no wonder he left. Uh, <laughs> just like Jesus. Let's go to Japan and wrestle dressed as Hitman. That's what we had to do. Oh, it was brilliant. That was really cool. Um, yeah, so uh, DIY do like fantastic stuff, but that's, that's what I mean. The NXT always seem to need to come up with new stuff. Yeah. And there's always like, you know, this constant supply chain. Um, I think they're doing well. I mean, you know, even if, you know, DIY and um, and the revival were to go up, you've still got a fair bit of good stuff going on on NXT. Yeah, exactly. I think you know, they be the big Kansans ends went up this year. Yep. And they replaced them. I think you know, the babyface tag team and DIY kind of came in and filled the gap. I think they're quite good at kind of having people go up. I mean, you know, when the women went up, you know, the the four horsewomen. Yeah. That's a big loss, and they've kind of got recovered from that now, haven't they? With what they've got there now. Well, they've got Asuka's now champion. Still. Um. Still. I don't think they've had much competition for her, to no. be honest. I mean, the, the, the women they've had, I, mean, I can't remember what her name was. Is it Ember Moon? There's Ember Moon, who's also a face, so unless Asuka turns full heel, yeah. then that's not going to work. I'm going to say Peyton um, Royce, but I'm not sure that's the right name on that. No, I know who you mean, though. Yeah. Uh, there's, is it Billy Kay? Yeah, that's it, I think. I think. The Australian lassie? Yeah. She's good. Yeah, She's and it's the really one who's insanity now. The, is it the one from England who came over? Uh, the one from England. <laughs> I beg your pardon, Phil. From Great Britain? Is that a better, I you, better I word? You, I beg you, would this be the lassie that has the St Andrew's flag on her sanity would jacket? Would she be when from she... Scotchland? She is very much from my neck of the woods, mate. Um, <laughs> she totally is. Uh, that would be uh, uh, Nicola, or Nikki Storm if she was known yeah. in ICW, but Nicola Glenn Cross as she's now known. I think she's going by her real name at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, she's phenomenal. I love yeah. the way the fact... I love the fact that as far as sanity goes, um, Nikki is like their attack dog. Yeah, she's like, get him, saying, go. Not comparing her to a dog, not doing that, no. Obviously but not. Uh, but uh, she she is literally, there was one point they did a, 
I can't remember who it was. There was like a match that ended up getting completely thrown out because she just jumped the other guy <laughs> and just proceeded <laughs> to batter the living hell out of him. And she wasn't even supposed to be in the match. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just hilarious. <laughs> it, was just, it was just crazy. But think, she is literally the, 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 the total, total, token sort of crazy <laughs> in, a, in a group of total crazies. I've been wanting uh, extra crazy to be the, be the lady, lady wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's all kinds of crazy in a good, really good way. I think um, what she's good at is they'll get a group of good people and they'll, they'll kind of leave them together for about a year. Yeah. So they kind of develop the good chemistry and uh, they start to build up a good momentum of matches. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. They kind of, they, so while not, you know, the start of the year, they, they may not have been the qualities of four horsewomen, but I think probably into this year, that'll keep on improving because they seem to be yeah. quite good at kind of getting it right, right. We've got like three or four or five people. We'll just kind of rotate them around in matches and stuff and get their chemistry up and get them kind of infused going. And that builds up really nicely. I think that's what kind of SmackDown's doing. Like the yeah. way they kind of turned Baron Corbin into what was kind of a bit of a blank slate, essentially, into like, mm-hmm. you know, a main event guy now, really, isn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, Baron Corbin's going to totally get there um, yeah. if he's not getting there already. I mean, he's he's a couple of matches with Kalisto. Um, one is it Extreme Rules. He had the chairs match mm. um, or TLC. No, it's TLC at the chairs match. Yeah, um, with Kalisto, that was really good. Yeah. Now I always thought Baron Corbin was a little bit of he. He wasn't. He had a character to him, but it was a pretty boring one. Yeah, it's kind of a it, yeah bland, wasn't it? Just kind of a yeah. He just, he just of... like he was just like kind of the generic idea of a biker gang. He reminded yeah. me a lot of um, the Disciples of Apocalypse in the mm. late nights. You know what yeah. Crush used to have, you know, eight ball and skulls and all that. Kind I of think thing. what's helped him is again, you know, <clears throat> on, on that talking smack show, he's going to come out saying, "Yeah, I'm not an independent wrestling guy. I'm just here to make money." Yeah, and like that's that, great. And he kind of nailed that character down. He's like, "Ah, oh, that's really good. Well done, Barry. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's and he's it's essentially the whole thing is, you know, I don't care about your internet darlings, I'll crush them. Yeah. And it's like, good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what the, that's what we're doing. That's what we need to do. I I, also, you can kind of probably add Alexa Bliss into that as well. Oh, we Alexa. We like Alexa. It probably kind of, you know, you would have Alexa. thought would have come up, would have been somebody who would, would kind of flounder without being kind of connected to something. Yeah. Because I think her probably best bit of NXT was when she was with uh, Blake and Murphy. Yes, and then, but then having to be out on her own and her kind of running matches with Becky Lynch, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Alexa, yeah, you go really. for it, and now she's champion. Yeah. She's yeah, oh yeah, she's she's like SmackDown Women's Champion. It's it's, yeah. it's amazing. That that tables match at TLC was really good. Mm. I enjoyed that. Um, this is this is a kind of thing about um, kind of segueing into sort of women's wrestling this year. This is probably the first year. Have you noticed how in the latter half of 2016, usually all the women would just be allowed to have one-on-one matches. Yeah. You know? But I think as of um, 2015, when you had, like, Bailey and Sasha Banks, having the iron, which I really 
got annoyed me when they called it an Iron Man match. They had it, you know, Iron Woman, come on. Iron Person. You know, Iron Person, you know, whatever. <laughs> Not Iron Man. Don't have the first women's Iron Man match. That just sounds oh, wrong. Oh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Iron Man. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Point um, is, they're ladies in the started, Yeah, exactly. They've started to allow the women to have the same gimmicks for matches as the blokes have. Yeah, wasn't restricted to just um, Doran Panties matches or whatever. Exactly, yeah, or, or bloody mud pool matches or whatever the heck it nice. was. Um, yeah, Sasha and Charlotte with the Hell in a Cell match. They had a Hell in a Cell, they had a false count anywhere. Um, Does that uh, go for it? Yeah, exactly. They had an Iron Woman match as well. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's just been really, really good. Um, and I'd say the, the tables match between Becky Lynch and uh, and Alexa Bliss was really good. Um, and they're starting to like let them loose them. As you know, I think uh, next week on SmackDown they're going to have Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch in a cage match. Yeah, yeah, bonkers. And it's really, really you know, it's the first time ever that they've not just been restricted to having one-on-one matches because that's what the women do. Yeah. And um, obviously, I think it helps. Did... There's not like it's not like there's one person who's good at wrestling. No, it's they've like got they're all good at wrestling now, aren't they? They've stopped doing the whole thing of let's sign underwear models and cheat them to wrestle. Yeah, we know what you did, John Laurinaitis. We oh, know. Yes. yes, we know. Dirty, dirty boy. Dirty man. Um, but that's, all but, been, that's been a cracking year, hasn't it, really? It's been a really good Yeah, As far as the WWE goes, it's been a really, really good year. Yeah. Um, hopeful for, you know, I mean, I think the Rumble's looking like a good pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, I think the rumour is Joe's going to pop up on it. I would like some more Joe to pop yeah. up in the Rumble. That would be really good. The internet, people are praying to God that Kenny Omega turns up. <sighs> <laughs> but I don't think he will. Not this year. I... Right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I can I can sense there's a hot take heading my way. Well, it's more of a lukewarm one, really. Um, there's, um, have you seen the match with Okada? I mean, yes, um, the bits I've watched of, I've been really impressed with. I've not watched the full thing as yet. You've not watched the full forty-five minute long match. No, the full it's... six star Dave Meltzer approved match. Yeah, the six out of five Dave Meltzer rated match. Yeah, yeah there's only um, one other six star match. Which was that? It was an unbroadcast um, house show of a match between Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat in the late 80s. That is the only other six-star match. Uh, right, so only about 80 people have seen that then. Yeah, essentially. Oh, fair enough. Um, right, there's... Um, I like the match. The match was really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... Uh, I think the advantage that the like people have compared it to like Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania 25 I would argue that that match had a little bit more on it because of the history of those two yeah you've got the emotional aspect you're not necessarily yeah. going to have with Okada and Omega. yeah exactly which went back like 20-25 years yeah you know um, whereas uh, I don't get me wrong Okada and 
Omega is a fantastic wrestling match. The story those two guys tell for that 45 minutes is incredible. But it is extended between after that now from Kenny Omega, uh, you know, saying that he wants to just his whole year last year was dominated by the thought that he would raise that title in the dome on January yeah. the 4th. And that hasn't happened. So he is in kayfabe taking a step back yeah. and reorganizing his thoughts. People have taken this as, oh, he's leaving. <laughs> and I really don't want that to be the case. It's like the same thing with AJ last year. What I don't want to happen is every single year, New Japan build up a guy. And then, and he then he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going home now. See yeah. you. Bye. <laughs> and then they turn up in the Royal Rumble. They have put a lot. I mean, start of the year, he was... I don't know what champion he was. Maybe he never opened weight champion or something like that. Yeah. But he was feeding with... Um, it was now but the point is like AJ Styles leaves and Omega is the one who takes over the Bullet Club yeah and then he wins the G1 the first guy to do so which yep. is that's that should kind of tell you the kind of push they're doing mm-hmm. and then he kind of goes into this program with a Carter for their biggest belt yep so you know it's they, they properly put the rockets underneath him to get him as hot oh, as yeah. possible yeah and then to have him look I, I don't think he's finished with New mm. Japan. The Omega storyline now should end with him winning that title in the summer. Yeah. And that gives it, you know... I think, the, I think you know, you, you expect you know, Omega's the person would go, I'm not going to leave here until I get the belt because yeah, exactly. the belt cements if, his legacy over there, I think. Yeah. And if he turns up now, he's going to... Even for argument's sake, he was to leave and was to turn up at the Royal Rumble. He's not going to win it. No. So he's just going to get chucked out by bloody Braun Strowman or someone. <laughs> but Braun's then... not had a bad year, though. place now I think he's in better place now than he was at the start of the year at the start of the year he's, he was brown strongman um, I don't he's he's a he's a he's monster a of, he's a monster he's kind of he's a, yeah I know but he's a he's, he's a kind of hark back to monster heels of the past yeah but he's not nails though let's be honest with ourselves well <laughs> um, you know, you he know, was he, nails pretty much but now he's yes. not nails now he's not nails yeah he's not he's nails. like I was going to say Adam Bomb. He's better than Adam Bomb. I don't know who's oh, going to be God, a better yeah, Adam Bomb. Oh, God, yeah, he's miles better than Adam Bomb. Um, i tell you what you know, impressed me with Braun Strowman is the SmackDown vs. Raw 5-on-5 match at Survivor Series. I've still got to watch that. That's my still got to watch, watch that? Yeah. Well, that's, you... another, that's another sort of 45, 50-minute one. Yeah. Well, but it's so worth it. It's really good. Well, because like, we watched me and Ethan trying to catch up before the Rumble, so we kind of get things back in order again. Mm-hmm. And like we uh, watched NXT Toronto, enjoyed that, and then I thought, oh, we'll just have a quick look at the Survivor Series, see what's going on. And then we kind of brought up the uh, the show. And you know, at the bottom has got the um, the length of all the matches, it's got like all the dots where the matches are. Uh huh. Ethan's like, oh, see that long ones where um, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar fight. I'm like, no. Oh. And at the end, there's like two dots really close to it. He goes, is that it? And I go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, what? That's what? Too- did- 
You'll have seen that one. So we watched it, yeah, he was like cleaning his teeth. So we thought, oh, watch it while you're cleaning your teeth, because that's only going to take two minutes. Yeah. And he watched it, and he was like, that's so stupid. Well. <laughs> He's like, what? Here's, what? here's the thing, right? Why would you, what? He was now, just like confused more than anything else. Yeah, I, I was too. I was a bit like, because they had that whole thing of, um, they've been a bit sneaky with it now. Have you noticed what they do now is they stick like um, the post show? Mm. On the actual full timeline. Yeah, that got me one. You're, I thought so it was like looking, half an hour yeah, left, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Oh no!" You're, look, you're looking at the main event, kind of going, "All right, this has still got oof, still got about an hour to run." Bloody hell! And then that happens. You're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> the rest of the fifty-five minutes after this is just them talking about it. Yeah. Um, which I suppose is a good thing to do because it kind of puts you off your guard about that. Um, but anyway, I know a lot of people. I don't know about you, but when that happened, when you had Goldberg. Pinning Lesnar in like one minute twenty six. Two spears and a jackhammer. Two spears and a jackhammer. That was it. Yeah. Um, originally, I was like, "What the fuck was the point in that?" Then, <laughs> but as most things, it depends on where they go next. Yeah, exactly. And so this I, is one part of the story, isn't it? And we're not seeing it, the whole thing right now. So a lot of this, um, a lot of this, is um, courtesy of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Because Paul Heyman had a promo. I don't know if you saw that one on Raw a couple of weeks afterwards. I might watch it. I was watching the videos and stuff. When it find it on the WWE net, on the on the, it'll probably be on the WWE network at the moment because they put Raw up like four weeks later. But it was just after Survivor Series, and he sat. There was no Brock. He was just sat face to face with Michael Cole, mm. <clears throat> and you had Heyman giving the promo of his life where he cries. dealt with losses before. I've been with him through ups and through downs, but this... This is embarrassing. And it has put Brock in the mindset that he has something to prove. Which scares me. That moment can define you, it can destroy you, or it can drive you to greater heights than you've ever achieved before. And think about what a Brock Lesnar with something to prove is going to be capable of. I, I, don't, I don't think we've ever seen this side of Brock Lesnar before. So, Paul, what is next for Brock Lesnar? Well, if Brock Lesnar has something to prove, then he's going to prove it. So if Goldberg's in the Royal Rumble match, Brock Lesnar is in the Royal Rumble match. And there's only going to be room for one winner, one conqueror, and 28 losers, and one victim. And that victim's name is Goldberg. Genius. And I was like, yes. This because it made you it, it it made you turn the character of, you know, because it would have been really, really easy for they, they were never gonna have a sort of full 20 minute long back and forth. Because no, no, Goldberg probably just can't go more Goldberg than 10. probably can't go and you know he couldn't go 20 minutes when he you know in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Um hence they kept him for ages under like you know under five minutes. Um but he <sighs> 
you know, it was always a case of something was going to happen. If they had Lesnar just destroy Goldberg, what would that have achieved? Yeah, yeah. Apart from to escalate Lesnar even more than he already is. But he's already he's beaten him shaky, so how much more can he do? Exactly. How much more can he do? It would have made, meant Goldberg's got nowhere to go. They would have got him back for no reason at no all. Reason at all yeah. And then Lesnar would have just been like, oh, I'll beat Goldberg. Yeah. And that would have been it. Having this... Makes, it, it having, makes giving, sense. Somehow giving, makes sense. Because now, as, as Heyman pointed out on that promo, now Goldberg is 2-0 and o over Lesnar. And this pisses Lesnar off. <laughs> this is not so Lesnar likes to be angry. No, Lesnar wants to do something about this. <laughs> and yeah. now, I don't know, but I watching that, I was like, yeah, this makes a absolute ton of sense. Yeah. And I, I uh, you know, they'll, they'll probably have him meet in the Rumble <laughs> just for a, a bit. And then oh, I, I, WrestleMania, WrestleMania the, isn't it? The obvious one. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're going to lead up to WrestleMania. Or, like or my theory is there's going to be a load of like, kind of mid-card jobberish kind of guys. There's going to be Goldberg there in the ring and then, you know, Lesnar will come down at number 21 or something like that. Yeah. In that two minutes before 22 comes in, they'll just clear the ring. Right? Um, yeah. They'll have a moment when, you know, Goldberg will be at one side of the ring, Lesnar will be at the other. They'll turn and face each other and there'll be a bit of a stare out. But then we'll go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, blah, blah, blah to one. Uh, bong. Oh, I was going to say that. That will be the moment of holy oh, Jesus. Taker <laughs> said on Raw he's going to be in the Rumble. So yeah. I would love because it's kind of like the triangle that you're kind of missing. You know, yeah. You've got Lesnar, Taker. We've had we've had Lesnar, Goldberg. We ain't ever had Goldberg, Taker. No, and to have them all. Imagine there's three that's in the ring. Three in the ring, and them not. You know, uh, I think. Oh man, that's going to be. Like you, you can probably do that and not even have them touch. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Just have, like, have them just not even touch you there, and like you've sold a match for the next two pay per views. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, the only good surprise that the Rumble will have is um, Angle turning up. You won't know, will he? I don't know. I mean, the last, obviously, um, you know, some of us, Phil. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Seventy-five percent of this podcast uh, went to Fear and Loathing Nine in Glasgow in November, and uh, saw Finn Balor, and uh, you know, and and saw Angle uh-huh. and the Dudley Boys. And... Did Angle look good in, the, in that show, though? Did he look good? Uh, Would you buy him back on the main roster as a dude on that? No. Really? No. <laughs> Alright, no. I thought that was going somewhere else, but never mind. No, sorry, I, I just. I just... Turn up for the rumble, fair enough. Yeah, but I, I am of the right. Angle has only got this far in his career. I would say that TNA saved Angle mm. because their more relaxed schedule meant that he could go, you know, harder less often. Yeah, kind of save himself for when he needed to save yeah, for the big yeah, matches. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Angle had some. F- Amazing matches in TNA, and let's not forget that you know he he wrestled from sort of 1999 to 2006 in WWE. So that's seven years, just about. Yeah, he wrestled an entire decade in TNA. So he wrestled far longer for TNA than he ever did for WWE. That's weird to think about, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now you still think of him as like a, as a WWE guy, but he's not yeah, really but, definitively he's, there, yeah. is he? Not really. He's, he's longer than TNA. Um, he was wrestling Joe Coffey uh, at the Feeling Loathing show. Yeah. And 
the match was good and you know Joe Coffey won but it was by tap out from a Boston Crab which me and Al were a bit eh about at the time we're like yeah. okay fair enough Joe Coffey winning is a good thing but it felt a bit weird and he always I, I, I would worry that unless they were going to use him sparingly it wouldn't be the return that people yeah. think be this one was like would, an attraction love... kind of character as opposed yeah. to the weekly show exactly. guy yeah. in a kind of in a kind of same vein as Lesnar yeah uh, but I reckon this is a guy who's busted his neck five times mm. and he ain't getting any younger <laughs> and I'm I, I would worry that yeah. it's it, he would he would Angle's whole drive is to be the best yeah and there ain't nothing wrong with that but it's that drive will probably, if he was in the WWE again, how much would he drive him his own body? Beyond where it should go. Beyond where it probably should bloody go. Yeah. You know? And that would be my worry. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to be wrong. But I would grow concerned. <laughs> well, that, went, that, went, that went a bit dark then, didn't it? It went a, bit, it went a little bit dark. A little bit dark. Well, anyway, I'm, glad, um, I'm glad you mentioned um, that you went to ICW and Joe Coffey because that, that lets me say about how good he has been for British wrestling. Yes, Continue yes, on, isn't it? He's the, the hydro. Yes, um, I don't think it was a sellout, but it was close to. Yeah. Um, if I remember rightly, I think the capacity for the show would have been about eight thousand. Yeah, off the top of my head, I think they had about six and a half. That's really good, though, isn't it? Why? There was still plenty of room where we were standing, and you know, it was it was it was a really good night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, being lows and last year at the SCCC was good, um, and this year it was really. Really good. And they're doing the Hydro again this year, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. We've already we've already got tickets for oh, Funeral okay. Yeah. And we've got tickets for the Square Go, which are the first time one of the main ICW shows is outside Scotland. Yeah. It just shows like how big Breton's getting again in oh, yeah. England and Scotland I suppose as well, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Which Jock's is what in... led to just, this. Just new... say it, Phil. Just say Jock's back in your hole. Go, yeah. on. Go, on. Go, on. Go on. That's all the you know <laughs> Russ Abbott, I think, did the most best Scotch impression I can think of. Yeah, the ambassador of uh, yes, the, the the English envoy to Scotland. Well, yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to take away a camera for Christ's sake. He um, led that on New Year's Eve, uh, prime time TV on ITV One. We had the return of World of Sport. <laughs> By Christ alive, wrestling on mainstream British television. And not pretend you won, like the celebrity wrestling from a while ago. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Proper no. guys and all sorts, which we're going to talk about. It's supposed to be the main part of the show, but we're going for like 50 minutes on other things. So. Yeah, yeah, that's never it. Mind. We're never going to do it in 15 minutes, come never on. Nah, no, never going to happen, never going to happen. We never even mentioned the Cruiserweight Classic, which was brilliant, and we won't... Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I was going to mention that with Gargano and Champa because their match there was one of my favourite matches of the year as well. It was cracking. It was that absolutely was cracking. Just the love. two of them together, not as a tag team, so that's good. But anyway, World yeah. Sport 2016. Yeah, World Sport 2016. Um, what did you reckon to this? Well... I'm interested to hear what you reckon for about it first. The thing is, like, it's on ITV. Yes. It's not from a specific promotion, was it? Because... No. I remember there being some kind of shenanigans leading up to it. Kind of good thing that, like, people who were doing it were kind of doing it on the basis they, oh, or like, or was there rumours like 
WDU saying, if you do that show, you're not going to get any work with us in the future. And there's like contract shenanigans going on in the background about people doing it who wouldn't be able to work on certain shows for certain companies. I don't. There was no one really talked about it. I remember there's been kind of rumors and stuff about because WWE obviously got this year, got the UK Championship, haven't they? Yes. And I think I think the theory behind that is they're trying to head off like a resurgence in wrestling in the UK that isn't theirs mm-hmm. because obviously they want a monopoly everywhere, regardless yeah. of you know country borders whatever so i think when the people are signing up for the uk championship they're kind of being told you can't work for everybody you have to ask us who you can work for kind of thing because mm-hmm. they've got agreements with some obviously they seem to work quite closely with evolve over in america yeah i'm not sure who they got kind of maybe rev pro in the uk i'm not really sure who like their kind of their feeder company in the uk is but there's you know all kind of rooms behind it. And this show, World of Sport, there's no, it's just World of Sport, isn't it? There's no kind of branding of any other company behind it. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not any other company. It's, and it's... you don't exactly have like the kind of, I was going to say like the well known independent people, but like there's no like Zack Sabre Jr. or uh, Will Ospreay or like a lot of the, you've got Grado, mm-hmm. who's kind of becoming, I'll probably say like borderline household name in Scotland. Um, I think, yeah. He's kind of I popped mean, up he, on the TV shows and things, doesn't he? He writes, he writes uh, occasional columns for the Daily Record, and well, he there go, also... Then. There's a comedy show up here called Scott Squad. Yeah. Um, which he appears in a lot. Yeah. As a police officer. So he'd be a face in Scotland, he'd be like a, a known <laughs> face in Scotland, but I think everybody yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah, totally, totally. on the card, really, they're not like some of the big independent people that are out there. If you know, that might make sense. I think your problem with some of the examples you've given is, I mean, Will Ospreay um, is they're, now they're with too big on it for this kind of show. Yeah, it's. I think you'd have to. I think a lot of people maybe carefully examined what it was going to be. Yeah, because people thought it was going to be like this kind of NXT for the UK, essentially, weren't they? That's the kind of thought behind it. Yeah, but it's at five o'clock on ITV, and it's World of Sport. It's not going to be that kind of show. It's going to be a kind of fairly black and white family show, which it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just... You had, you know, you had uh, the opening match because I, th- I think we can kind of, kind of could go match by match, but I think it's kind of a bit too short for that. There's not enough meat in it, to be honest. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. If that's okay. Yeah, Grado and the first match was Grado and Dave Mastiff was for the um, the World of Sport belt, mm-hmm. and you know straight away you had you know Medium Daddy Grado, big baby face, and you had Dave Mastiff as the nasty brute, nasty bully heel. Yeah, and which that, they had to get established within the first five minutes. Which he did. I mean, they did, did really well. Just massive coming out. It's like, oh yeah, he's a nasty bully. You just you just tell that by how he looks. Yeah, and <laughs> it was a really kind of black and white. You know, the match was you know decent. It was great choice for opponents because they they were like you say, you, know, you had to get it over straight away. There you go. You got a likable yeah. dude and you got a bully. Boom. There's your bad guys. And that kind of level of storytelling, I guess. That's as far as it's going to get into it. It's not going to get any more than that. That's all. No. That's all. All this show was aiming to do. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to give you like a kind of you know an attitude era style storyline of you know boobs and whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just something that people could watch and enjoy, and I enjoyed it. But I can see why yeah. people don't like it because it's not what they wanted it to be. Um, if that to make any kind of sense. I've heard people online who are obviously smoking something <laughs> who were disappointed that it didn't have like, you know, the old world of sport. Oh, it should have had rounds. Uh, it wouldn't fly these days. 
Fuck off. I mean, just... TNA tried it with that. There's a, what's that belt they've got that they gave to Damien Misdale? Oh, I haven't watched TNA in God knows how yeah, long. But that was based on rounds. Um, but that was only kind of one match out of the out of the out of the pay view. I think it was on the um, was it on the one that had the total deletion match on. I can't remember now. But yeah, the the thing TNA kind of experimented with it, but he couldn't get rid away with like a whole series of matches like that. It's not no. going to happen. No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, it was just you know I think you had a lot of people who just wanted it to be like the 1970s again. Yeah. And it was never going to be that. No, um, they can't, they can't. Was, There's a reason why it went away. Yeah, exactly. It was. There's two reasons. Know, it was like, oh God, I can't remember his name. Now the guy who's been charged with Channel 4 as well on BBC One, Greg Dyke. I think Greg Dyke essentially decided no one liked wrestling and he moved it on the schedule. Yeah. But also, Next. it was going to get just steamrolled by the WWF when it came along in the 80s. There's no way it could have competed with it at all. Well, it was finished um, in 84. Five, I think it finished. Yeah, eight five. It was taken off, and it carried on a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember they got a kind of like they filled it in with for a long, long time with WCW. Oh, really? What eighties did? Yeah, I remember, yeah, like late eighties, early nineties. You never got WCW pay per views in the UK. Yeah, but um, WCW used to do a show called WCW Worldwide. And was that, that being on like it was like on, two on like in the Saturday, or Saturday afternoons, like about four o'clock. Huh. It was, and that's where I remember seeing. I saw Cactus Jack for the first time. Yeah, Alex Wright, uh, Steve Austin, Sting. I uh, have a vague recollection Uga. of a Ric Flair promo. He must have been in a match with the Great Muta because like half his face was green, half was red. Mm-hmm. And he was doing like a big shouty promo. Yep, I have Did a vague recollection sense. of that from the late eighties. So maybe that was one I saw, I saw that. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, but I remember for a little while it was the the gap that British World of Sport left was filled by WCW Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. And then and very then quickly just, the WWF just steamrolled it. Exactly. Even though it was on pay TV with Sky. Yeah. That still had enough traction to kind of just eclipse what the what was happening in British Russia at the time, which was uh, you know, probably was a shame. If, it, if someone was thinking straight, they probably could have competed against it and built a show that would have been able to stand on its own on that channel, but they didn't really want it anymore. They just went, oh, it's wrestling, no one cares, go. Exactly, exactly. Um, so you're well, not going to get so, that redone for now. You've got to kind of do a, like a, a new show effect, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the set looked okay. Having it in the TV studio was all right. The set looked really good, I yeah. thought. And having... Uh, Alex Shane and Jim Ross on yeah. commentary gave was a bit of credibility for Jim good. Ross. Yeah, um, I liked how the whole two hours had a consistent storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one main bugbear about that storyline is the fact you had to believe that the general manager guy, Mister Beasley, Mister Beasley, yeah, um, was he a he was an obvious throwback to some seventies eighties thing, yeah, and B. The whole storyline was that Dave Mastiff cheated to win the belt in the first match. Yeah. When they went to interview Mr. Beasley backstage, he was there kind of going, oh, well, you know, congratulations to Dave Mastiff, who has won, won this prestigious title. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. And it was only halfway through the promo that Grado walks up to him and tells him that, you know, he cheated. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, oh. this will have to be investigated. And, oh, if Dave Mastiff is found to be have cheated, then it degrades the complete belt. <laughs> It, it's like you have to believe <clears throat> that the general manager of this entire organization and this event hasn't seen yeah, what millions of people the match. at home have seen. He was somewhere else. 
Yeah, he was somewhere else that going, oh, no well, that just made no... You could have <clears throat> just skimmed that first few seconds of him going, oh, you know, congratulations to Mastiff. And you could have just had him go, you know, I've yeah. just watched the tape. It's disgusting what Dave Mastiff did to win that title. And, I'm, you know, he will not trudge across the, you know, the the uh, the, the decency of this title by doing this and the next thing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And cut straight to the chase. Instead, but he looked like fair. some bizarre camp kind of holiday rep. That first promo enabled uh, Grady to come out and deliver the line. I've been cheating Dave Marshall for me, two dafty pals. Oh, this yeah. is maybe the best day of my life. Pals. Yeah, which, which is good. Just tickled me something chronic. I can't, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh just saying it there because the look <laughs> on Grado's face <laughs> when he talks about Dave Mastiff and his two dafty pals. Yeah, Master his two dafty pals, yeah. Great. <laughs> and um, his, his two dafty pals being Shosh Samuels and Johnny Moss, who were fantastic heel backup guys. Oh, they were really good. Oh, I, mean, I love them. Love them the, you know, Shaw, Shaw Samuels looked so sleazy with his braces and his tongue hanging out of his mouth. Yes. Um, and Johnny yep. Moss, you know, with his... I can't quite uh, picture his accent. Can you have to help me where it's from? I'm not sure. Uh, it's most certainly Cumbrian. <laughs> <laughs> proper, proper Cumbrian. You know, the, the, there's that advert on telly at the moment with the Royal Navy, with the guy going, I was born in Carlisle. Trying to stir the pot. We're not bothered about him. Because he's going to suffer the same fate as all the rest of these guys. Because that, that is Cumbria slash Carlisle. Well, that's half an hour of Johnny Moss's accent, then. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> his re- his resting school is in West Cumbria. Yeah, they met, uh, quite, uh, they mentioned didn't they? they mentioned him training Finn Balor and. Yes, he's it's in Egremont. They mentioned somebody Cumbria. else as well. Hold on. It's Did probably about know? it's probably about the only thing worth going to Egremont for. Mm. I think they said about him training Zach Sabajini as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, name-checked him. You know, Jim Russell was, you know, was good enough to name-check him, so, you know, there's yeah. that. Um, yeah, like, that was that whole thing about him not seeing it was daft. Yep. Uh, but that enables him to give us a new bout, a battle royale. Yeah, a battle no royale. Heard of. Which is, is it a rumble, mate? Is it just a battle royale? Oh. <laughs> What's a royale? A battle royale with cheese. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what they call that in Amsterdam? A royal rumble? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and over the top rope, Royale. I mean, they tried, um, I mean you know, it was. I think it's tricky because the arena's not that big, so you're kind of limited to what you can do. But they could, they could, they could trick in a ladder match, even though the briefcase would seem really too low for the ladder match. Yeah, I thought that as well, because I think when all four of them kind of rushed up to it at the start, they were almost touching it just by standing in the middle of the ring. Yeah, they could jump for it, they almost couldn't they? Pretty much. Um, well, that, you know, it was a quick, quick ladder match, and it wasn't bad, was it? It was a decent one. It was good. It had a lot of good little spots to it. Yeah. Um, Kenny Williams coming out on top was a really good move. Yeah, and then they said, they, oh, they've killed Kenny line. Hey. Yeah, he recycled that joke, didn't he? Of course he did. Um, I like that. And the whole the whole story behind this whole mat, the, the whole evening was then getting qualifiers for the yeah. uh, Battle Royale at the end. With a special um, guest to the Battle Royale, I remember. With a special, special secret guest. Yeah, 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 secret guest. Um, that only got revealed in the second hour, though. Yeah. <laughs> there, was no, there was no mention of him until, like, 45 minutes after that. That's not the point. The point is, it's a battle royale and it's now got a special guest. Yeah. Although they, they were pains to note during the um, the ladies' match of Alexis Rose versus Viper that they're not getting an entrance into the battle royal. This is no, the only match yeah, that doesn't get an entrance yeah, into the battle royal. Well, a bit of a rip that, but yeah. um, uh, Viper did really good. I, I, I liked Viper in that match. I, l- I love watching Viper wrestle anyway. I think she's amazing. Yeah, uh, she's got like a good kind of, um, again, like a big bully heel aspect to her. Yeah, but usually, bizarrely, in ICW, she's a face. <laughs> Total face in ICW. Oh, it's because she's Scottish, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your main heel 
um, woman in uh, ICW at the moment is Kaylee Ray. Yeah. He's uh, <clears throat> she is very Scottish. Um, and also brilliant. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the backstage promos? Well, that was it, Rebecca. I can't remember what her name was, going kind of running around interviewing people. Um, they were okay. They put the storyline across yeah. for the night. I quite like but, that she interrupted uh, Dave Mastiff and he was working out and he was really rude. Yeah. My main problem was when they had the whole thing of when Dave Mastiff was arguing with Mr. Beasley in his office with the door wide open. Yeah. And you had Johnny Moss and Shaw Samuels outside guarding it. She was able to, her, her being like five foot nothing in in heels, rode past them. <laughs> was able to stroll past them despite them kind of going, you know, you know, clear off, love. <laughs> Get out of it, love. What's going on yeah, here? Yeah. Where think you're going, Flower? Turn around and jog on, love. Turn around and jog on. Absolutely not. Excuse me. So, you know, and then she just kind of weaved past them and it was like, right, okay. okay the uh, thing is, like, you, they're meant to be rubbish because they're like the goons. Yeah. They're Dave Master's goons, so they're meant to be kind of rubbish. I don't mind her. If she kind of outthinks Dave, that's a problem. But them kind of getting past, you know, those two, that makes sense because they're, they're idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. You're going to go that, that road. Yeah. Um, I don't think the backstage segments really, apart from that, they did the purpose, but they felt they a bit awkward a sometimes. Bit I didn't. I didn't. I don't think the GM character was necessary. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, th- I think it's there's that thing in wrestling. It's like, oh, we've got to have a authority figure. We've got yeah. to Got to have one. Got to have one. Got to have one. No, you don't. Yeah. Not really. Exactly. Not NXT has an authority figure, but he's only there to kind of go. Yeah, you can have that match, and he kind of goes away again. And he's actually legitimate because it's William Regal. Yeah. And it's, you know, for the history he has of doing what he did, you know, it's that's good. Yeah. But I don't think you need like a like a proper kind of like one with an office and stuff. It doesn't, no, no, not, not for this show. Maybe if it was a series, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But I think for the pilot, I don't think you needed it, to be honest. Not really. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, how uh, was it the Ascension tag team was on the, uh, on the, on the card? I'll give over. Hey! <laughs> The Coffee Brothers are far better than the fucking Ascension. <laughs> far, far better. You, you just compared bloody mud to chocolate. You know, oh, to the to the longest reigning NXT Tag Team Champions, isn't it? <laughs> oh, um. Anyway, yeah, uh, good, yeah. good good tag team match. Coffee. Oh yeah, that that for me was match of the night. I was going to say I my match was uh, Ligero and Zach Gibson. That was my match of the night. Close one. I like the tag match better. Mm. I mean, Ligero um, Zach Gibson was good. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I think the, the, we'll get to that in a minute as to why. Yeah, um, no, I like the tag match. The tag match was really good. Yeah, uh, I hadn't really heard much of. And I feel really bad now because I've forgotten his name. <laughs> Rampage and Deliga. Uh, I just got to written down Smith and Rampage. I didn't write down his first name. That's what Ashton. Ashton Smith. Ashton Smith. Yeah. I'd never really seen much of him. I hadn't really heard much of him. Yeah, but they were both good. He was, he was, yeah, they were really good. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I really liked the tag match. It was a proper back and forth. Yeah. Um. Good, obvious. It was obvious who the tag, the 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 heels were again. It was obvious who the faces were again. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, I did, it's simple. It's basic, but that's what that's what, basic, they really, that's, that's what they needed to do. They needed to get across who you know who to cheer for yeah. within like first minute. And to be fair, like they they had two hours. Well, what an hour and a half of the adverts. Yeah, and if they want this to be a series, 
they've got they proper got to kind of get things over as quickly as possible. You can't be messing around with a twenty minute no. promo. You got to kind of get straight through it to straight to Avenue, which I think they kind of did a good job of kind of cracking through it with a fairly decent pace. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they, they were good mix of matches. You know, you had this was the tag team match. You had the kind of the bully match really with Mastiff and Ligero and Zach Gibson. They were more the the cruiserweight match with a bit more flying and stuff. Um, the Ligero um, Zach Gibson match was a you know, well regarded, and I I, I I can see why. Yeah, because it was proper. I mean, I've only seen Zach Gibson wrestle a couple of times. I don't think I've ever actually seen El Ligero wrestle. No, he seems to be someone who's kind of get. He's what, what ten years in the industry. Yeah, I think he does mostly sort of. <clears throat> I think he mostly does like England and things like that, doesn't he? He doesn't mm. tend to do uh, basically if, if they're not wrestling for ICW. I probably haven't don't seen care. him. Don't care. Don't care. Uh, I was not. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're really good. But the one spot that really kind of there was a lot of cutaways to the crowd. Yes, that's mentioned as well. They seem to cut away a lot of cutaways to the crowd. Now, my whole thing about that is, and I, there was a moment where <clears throat> El Ligero was powerbombed on the announce table. Yeah. And, and they, they cut away just at the moment of impact. Yeah, they screened the setup and then cut away to the crowd for the impact. Now, I, now, I don't know. know yeah, I, I, are you like me kind of thinking, is that a genuine mistake? Yeah. Or is that, let's protect the little children? Well, if you think, you know, whenever they showed WWE on the mornings on Sky, they would always cut away from the chair shots and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They would always cut away from the, like... they always cut <clears throat> the crowd on the kind of, on the, imp- on the mo- at the moment of impact. You just hear the yeah. sound, wouldn't you? Which makes you think, I wonder if it's a little bit of that. Yeah, Even exactly. though we're talking about an audience that's lot, you know, 20 years removed, I think we can cope with the dude hitting the table these days. I don't yeah, think... I think so. There was anything worse. There was nothing bad in the ladder match, was there? I don't think there was no kind of. Um, there was like suplex on the top of the ladder, but there was no sort of. No... I don't think there was any really moments of using the ladder as yeah, a weapon. There was, no, there was no chairs used. There was no kind of no stuff that way. So I, I, I think it was probably because of that they think, ah, oh, we can't show that for whatever reason. Because they had a lot of you know, every ad break that someone popped up saying, "Stay safe." Yeah, exactly. I this is you know moves are performed by three professionals. Like Dead Grado <laughs> trying to keep a straight face saying, "I stay safe." Uh, they had Shah Samuels do another one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, stay safe, pal. All World of Sport wrestlers are highly trained professionals. This show is made for your entertainment. Please don't try and copy the moves you see us perform in the ring. Stay safe. If, if I was Zach Gibson, I would have been fucking furious. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, the main point of the... You know, but anyway, yeah, but a good was, match, good match. It was really good. Yeah. Um, the Battle Royale with Cheese <clears throat> itself was okay. I think the problem was it starts, I think, is it Kenny and Ligero go out quite quickly? Yeah. And then uh, Rado in the coffee sits brothers. in the corner for about a good 10 minutes of it. Yes. And, and then. So the Coffee Brothers get chucked out. So it's just Shark Samuels and Moss versus Grado. And oh. Who was to turn up here? All the way from New, New Japan. Not really anymore, I don't think. (laughs) Oh, was he in the... It was Dave Smith Jr. (laughs) 
yeah. he turn up because uh, Suzuki Guns come back into New Japan from they've returned from Noah now alright I thought the Killer Elite, Killer Elite Squad with David Boy Smith came back with him as well I'm sure he was in the ring he might have I don't know I'm maybe behind the times might be behind the times but the point is David Boy Smith Jr. was a special mutual guest which I kind of went huh? mm, yeah I don't think he really helped himself uh, by coming down the ring bearing a Union Jack but yeah. um, with why they do it though because Canadian trunks on David Boy Smith is probably you know apart from the kind of guys from the 80s is probably the best well-known English wrestler yeah. if you exclude your that big daddies and your giant haystacks and your kinder nagasakis and whatever if you say someone name me a British wrestler they'll probably say British Bulldog yeah, exactly. So you exactly. kind of get why they do it for them, just for the name recognition alone. It's like yeah, that that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But then he, he kind of comes in and he gets chucked out because he's kind of a bit rubbish by himself. I don't a know. little bit, a little bit. Yeah, he was all right. He got a, he got a nice pop yeah. and he was good. I don't quite see how one participant in a battle royale can wait until halfway through to appear. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Also, he, uh, he pulls a Macho Man and goes for a pin as well at one point. Yeah, I know. He, he tried. He did the power slam and then tried to pin the guy and it was just like oh please yeah. and then it's just it's just the way Alex Shane had to you know kind of go oh he's caught up in the moment he's obviously you know um, you know appearance <laughs> here blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, yeah so that's good I've just read here by the way the entire Suzuki gun returned to New Japan Pro Wrestling on January the 5th in 2017 attacking the Chaos Stable with Killer Elite Squad targeting IWGP Tag Team Champions Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyano. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep, he's back much. in. Yep. Um, just thought I'd Google that just to make sure well, we're on here. So Grado's left with Moss and Shaw and wouldn't you know it, oh, the underdog wins. He wins but then gets absolutely beat up afterwards. And It's a good chop block, isn't it, he gets? Oh yeah. And then one. they've been watching the revival. Uh, <laughs> and then you uh have to get the whole, you know, Mastiff rematch. You've kind of gone full circle because it yeah. ends with another Grado and Mastiff match. Um Grado has to fight his way through the injury to the point where the ambulance crew were trying to hold him back. I love the fact they kinda of go and write um, they're they're living that gimmick by wearing the full hybrid jackets and stuff, they're not messing around with it. So like, oh yeah, we're paramedics, therefore we've got the jackets on. Oh yes. Um, and then you know obviously um, Grado comes back to win after 10 minutes of getting beat up because Mastiff misses a speed into the corner and knackers his shoulder doing it we get a Grado cutter and get a Grado cutter and then that was pretty much it yeah really um, but it, you know you had to win with a babyface win didn't you after. oh yeah yeah yeah. you can't I mean if you were getting a series out if you were getting a series out of it then yeah you probably could have had Mastiff completely destroy him yeah but um it's uh yeah i i thought yeah grado really needed to um it's um yeah grado needed to win for you know the feel good ending on that one and there's some, uh, there's some commentary as well about um dave mastiff i think you know they were, what was the one about uh he looked jim ross said he, he looks like a refrigerator on a turnbuckle when he went up on to uh, do a senton personally i was a big fan as far as jim ross's commentary of the night goes of his description of viper being tougher than a one pound steak yeah <laughs> That's good. Kind of converting his tougher than a two dollar steak, the usual line. Um, oh, based on so, the current exchange rate as well, I guess. By, by, by that. Probably, yeah, current exchange rate, yeah, no problem. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was a good show. I think it filled the purpose of being a special for New Year on New yeah. Year's Eve. 
Um, would you watch it on a weekly basis on a Saturday? I mean, it'll probably be an hour if they, if they did bring it back as a show. Yeah. Um, my worry would be it still had kind of, I want to say the word tacky. Mm. It's still something of the holiday camp about it. Yeah. That's what we think. Uh, is, it, is it like the Brian Dixon promotion that's behind this as opposed to like your ICWs or your Red Pros or somebody else's? Um, there's no kind. Of, there was no thing in the end, was there, about who ran it? I, don't, I had a quick search. I can't no, find I who it was who was yeah, the promotion behind it. I don't it. think there was any company that that were working with ITV to do it. Yeah. ITV just kind of did it themselves. <laughs> ITV just kind of did it themselves and invited wrestlers in. Yeah. Which I think, uh, like... That's probably the wrong way to do it. You can't. You probably want to get like you know your Rev Pros and your um, ICWs and stuff on board. It would probably be the easiest way of doing it would be to just get like ICW or Progress or whoever to just produce a show. Yeah, weekly for you. It's probably they, be- they'd probably have access to that kind of talent that would be able. To, I mean, no, no kind of knock to the guys that are on the show. Yeah. Because I think a lot of them probably have worked on those those other promotions, but you kind of want that kind of next level character people to be on this. Yeah, exactly. Aye, you want to continue. I think if they did make it a series, it'd be one of those things that it would be like, um, I want to say like the British Lucha Underground, and they'd probably have to record like you know ten weeks worth. Yeah, in one kind, one kind of in the space of like a fortnight or something like that. Yeah. So if you were like a British wrestler, it would book out. You know, although you'd probably get, you'd obviously you'd get you know your payment for it, mm. but uh, it would be a case of you'd have to have like two weeks free in your diary to do the whole series. Yeah. And, and do with all the that. Life that the, the independent wrestler leads, it's tricky to kind of get that booked in, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, especially for the you know, if, if you're trying to get those bigger names, you know, they they're wanted all over the world, aren't they? For crying out loud, exactly. Aye, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, I think WWE have been very much wary of it, hence the whole UK tournament we're getting yeah. over the weekend, um, which is a really good idea. Um, as far as I'm aware, though, and the rumor going round was that you, if you signed up for the UK tournament, you get a payoff. But you're not allowed. There's a whole list of companies that you're not allowed to work for. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember reading something about hearing something about that. Certainly, I, I think what culture is one. Yeah, main one. Um, I've only watched one what culture show. Yeah, and it just felt like these guys have been given money and are just booking by clattering action figures together. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, <laughs> I hated it. Um, so I'm not exactly in a rush to go back to watch any what culture. Um, there's also, I mean, ICW apparently are fine because hmm. ICW have apparently behind the scenes developed a working relationship with WWE. Well, there's there's no hence, the Finn Balor appearance. Yeah, hence we got Finn Balor because there's no it's, way they would allow that for anybody else. No, would they? No, no way at all. Not at all. Um, not a slightest bit. Yeah. Did he do anything uh, on the show? Like, did he come down to the ring and stuff? Was it just on there? No, he was. He was. Um, because Mick Foley he obviously be there, no well last year at the end of Fear and Loathing 8 which Mick Foley was at physically yeah he said he was going to come back next year but in the meantime obviously he got the job back at the WWE in Raw yeah the problem with Fear and Loathing 10 oh sorry 9 is that it was the same night as Survivor Series yeah 
So, a couple of weeks beforehand, there was a bit of a kind of like, well, how's Mick Foley going to do this? Kind of thing. Especially not going anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, apparently, they allowed him to do it. And it, it did seem like Mick Foley was recording in a store cupboard somewhere in Toronto. <laughs> because he was like on his phone, kind of going, like this. But he was going, oh, you know, uh, you know, sorry I couldn't be there, but um, this is probably one of the very few times uh, in anyone's lives where the replacement is far better than the original. <laughs> uh, it's like, I, you know, I give you, you know, so Finn was there as his, like an enforcer or something. I think it was he yeah, his enforcer for the evening. Um, so there was he came down the ring at the start, and we thought they're never because obviously it's live on, you know, it's it's a, it's an internet pay per view. Yeah. Um, you know, so we thought there's no way he's going to get his WWE entrance because that would involve his music. So at the start, the arena went dark, and you know, you know, they had Mick Foley on the screen going, you know, and you know Finn Balor, and then it started playing his New Japan music. Oh uh, yeah. So the one with the robotic kind of voice like that, but then it kind of went, and then went. And we were like, oh my God, he's getting his full WWE entrance. And then, so we all got to do the hands in the air, woo! (laughs) And it was great. Um, So we all did that, apart from some like really miserable bastards who always attend ICW shows and go, I'm not doing that WWE shit. (laughs) And it's like, fuck off. You know, just have a, you know, have a bit of a fucking laugh and enjoy yourself, pal. And I think, and, um, it was, uh, and then he came to the ring, cut a promo about how you know he's always got, a, he's always had a soft spot for ICW. Later on in the night, it was the, um, the Black Label versus uh, Team Dallas for control of ICW mm-hmm. in like their kind of Survivor Series match. It was yeah. four on four elimination, um, and he was referenced that and said that oh you know if anyone thinks they're going to be dragging ICW through the mud, then they'll have to walk through him first. And at one point in the match, it looked like the Black Label were going to win it. But Drew Galloway starts shouting the bit at um, Jack Jester. And they have an argument in the middle of the ring. And everyone's like, oh, 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 oh. And then about 10 minutes later, before Drew Galloway's going to get a pinfall to win it, um, Jack Jester is kind of arguing with him again. Finn Balor runs down to the ring yeah. and get, gets in between them. And Jack Jester's got like a metal cane thing that he'd brought down yeah he always has like his corkscrew thing and in the end uh finn balor um handed it to uh jack jester and jack jester waffles drew galloway <laughs> with it and so drew drew gets pinned um and so that was the swing and the, the pendulum swings you know chris renfrew pinned uh it was chris renfrew pinned drew galloway to win it yeah. team dallas and then you got Mark Dallas can come down and sort of finally tell Andy, as he was calling Red Lightning all night, um, that you know you're fucking fired, <laughs> <laughs> and it was absolutely great. So yeah, that was that was really his only involvement in the yeah. entire evening. The no physicality was, involved in it, but they still oh, played never, his music. Never which... gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we were all like, ne- he's never going to get his WWE entrance on another company's pay per view, but he did. <laughs> so it was great. So there must be some kind of relationship between them, and I think, yeah, I think where you've got William Regal, I think he's quite smart and kind of thinking, you know, we, we've got to keep these these organisations on site. Yeah, exactly. That is where the talent is. Yeah, you can't. And I think there's only so much you can develop internally, which you know, I think Reigns was internal and Baron Corbin was. I think they're they're 
and you get lucky, but you need those guys who've been yeah. on the road for ten years to kind of fill out the rest of the roster, don't you? Exactly. The, the 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 I think they've become internally very aware that they may have spent a load of dollars setting up the performance center, and it's a really good facility, and it's great. Yeah. But they are concentrating, I think, on some parts for taking, like you know, your ex football players mm. and your ex like Olympic. Uh, wrestlers and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and that the the performance center converts those into professional wrestlers. Yeah. Whereas I think they're also interested in getting people who are you know pretty much there already. Yeah. You know, those guys like, will take what two three years, kind of yeah, get exactly. to the point yeah. where they can if, be if they the right get direction. to the point. Yeah. Whereas you got guys like you know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came in and within six months. Yeah. They were on exactly. the roster, effectively, weren't they? And because they, they could just they, they they just needed to be pointed in the right direction and kind of yeah, polish yeah, a little they, bit. They just need a little bit of WWE polish, yeah. you know, yeah. to get them suitable for TV, you know, over there, which is fair enough. Yeah, if you know, if they're promoting a product, then they want people who can sort of you know participate in that product and in that environment. Yeah, but now you now you've got things like you know Big Demo, yeah, is there who has had a rename recently, and I can't remember what this Killian. Killian something. death or something, isn't it? Along those lines. No, I don't know if that bad. Um, Killian Black, Killian. Yeah, Tommy End's been renamed as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people kick off about the naming thing, but you know, a couple of years ago, I was there. I was there, kind of going apoplectic because I was like, "Oh, Finn Balor just sounds fucking ridiculous." <laughs> but then it just, you know, you get used but to now it. He's Finn Balor, isn't he? Yeah, now he's, he's just Finn Balor. You know, you don't really think, "Oh, yeah, he's Fergal Devitt." Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like it's Finn Balor. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're getting these guys, and I think they really there's a kind of unwritten acceptance now in WWE, whereas maybe ten, fifteen years ago, it was like you know, well, this is the way we do stuff, and this is the WWE way, blah 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 yeah, blah blah blah. You, you got to come in and do it our way because you look like you know, you that's how Tista came in, how Cena came in. Yeah, exactly. And they, you know, they were putting in their own guys. I think they've now kind of realised. Well, there's no real great competition around. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind, of, that kind of supply line of, you know, in the old days it was like, you know, oh, let's just sign someone from WCW. Yeah, bring in a good Shop hand, in, bring a mechanic Shop. in to do stuff for a bit. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you know get someone in and freshen them up and do that yeah. that way. Well, that's how they got, now, you know, that's how they got Steve Austin, essentially, wasn't it? You know, he was... Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, you know. But I think they've genuinely kind of gone, right, you, we need to keep, you know, this place going, you know. Yeah. And, you know, not have... You know, not relationship like relationship with ICW and those other shows. And, you yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And some UK championship. Kind of handshake thing going on. When does that start? Is it the next couple of weeks that start? It's this weekend. It's really? It's Saturday night. And you're on Saturday night. I don't know what time it is in the UK on Saturday night, ironically enough. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're showing it live. They might be showing it live. Yeah. Because obviously it would be like 7 o'clock in the evening for us. Yeah. On the network. I'd be interested to see the show it live. Hmm. Um, I don't know how long it'll be because obviously they've got like. But the fact they're even doing it kind of shows. Yeah. You know, exactly. It says a lot about the scene up here, doesn't it? That they can actually kind of like, oh, actually, we need to head something off over there because, like, it's getting quite big over there. Yeah, and I think they've recognised. If it's getting big, that means we can make money. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's it. And what you know, that's what they're here for. Yeah. Um. It's, it's a machine but, to make money, isn't it? To put wrestlers yeah. into one end, and money comes out the other side. Yeah. Essentially, I think it's it's a brilliant. You know, if you were a pro wrestler, an independent pro wrestler working in, you know, Britain, they were part, the, the rumour is, and this is totally unconfirmed, the WWE were offering you 16 grand as a one-off payment. Wow. 
to do like that's big two money, n- isn't it? You know, might be you know maximum two nights work. Yeah. But the caveat was you couldn't work for this list of companies. Yeah. You know what cultures and there's a couple of other ones on the list as well that you couldn't work for for the foreseeable. Mm. Um, I think there's four people left what culture as a result of it. Um, but you know you uh, you know you're going to take it because you're going to get the shop window is massive. Exactly. Yeah. It's because. like with the, with the with the cruiserweight classic in the summer. You know now you've got like you know Noam Dar, Cedric Alexander. Uh, Rich they've all got contracts and they're on yeah, they're in on. the American TV every week, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, even though you know you could argue that they're not being used as effectively as they could be, but whatever, they're still there, they're, aren't they? They're there, um, you know, and they're they're on WWE television. Yeah, and I think the same thing is probably going to happen with a few of the UK guys. Yeah, no. I don't think World of Sports quite going to get them to that level. I, straight away, but no, I think again, I, I, it's shown that you know a, a TV station's been spotted enough to kind of go, oh. We can get away with a five o'clock show for this. Yeah, exactly. I don't I think the ratings were that big, but then the ratings were down this Christmas. One point two million for a Sunday night apparently. five o'clock. Yeah, one point two million was apparently the whole thing. Um, Ninja Warrior after it did about two and a half or something, something like that. Yeah. But I think um, I was reminded very much when I watched the World of Sport thing, just to briefly back, touch back on that, that there's something Scott Hall said. In uh, you know when they do when JBL does the interviews, yeah. Um, there's where he, they did one for the outsiders. They did Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, and Scott Hall says something about well, you know, the comparison between WWE and WCW, WWF and WCW at the time when he jumped was one company was a TV company making a wrestling show, yeah, and the other was a wrestling company making a TV show, yeah, yeah. And there's differences in those attitudes, and I think the what uh, the uh, world of sport was very much a TV company making a wrestling show. Yeah, it it wasn't a wrestling company making a TV show. Yeah, kind of idea, and I can see what he means. Yeah, and I think I think I'd be happy with you know, if it came back, but I'd rather it be have like a proper company behind it to give it a bit more, a bit more more legitimacy. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, you know, it was it was it was a good watch. Yeah, oh yeah, it, as I say, it filled a it nice horrific. gap. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You didn't kind of watch it with your, you know, fingers or you know, your hands over your eyes, looking through your fingers, going, "Oh Jesus oh, Christ, this is embarrassing." Yeah. You know, I mean, I think you know people watch that. My my dad watched half an hour of it, and he wasn't. He's not a wrestling fan at all. Yeah. And genuinely does not understand what I see in this stuff. <laughs> But even he was a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I can see why this. You know, this is all right. You know, yeah. I can see why, you know. He he was. He, he didn't dismiss it. Yeah, but that's he the audience there after it. The audience who kind of half remember watching it on a Saturday when they were younger, or whatever. Exactly. Trying to get them back. So fair enough. It kind of probably ticked those boxes. Hmm. Hmm. But it was. Uh, yeah, it, it ticked a lot of boxes, and it did. It did its job. But I, I'm not sure if it was ever if it's going to be a. Um, a non-going a thing. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out soon, Cameron. We'll find out very soon. Sometime in crazy 2017. In yes, yes, which hopefully will be calmer than 2016 was. I doubt it. Probably not. Not Probably not. No. No. So that was a very quickly recorded... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got uh, an hour an hour and what an hour and 20 minutes probably yeah. but then you knock a 10 minute off of that brief little podcast for to fill the gap at the start of the year before we get back into the main conquistables 
Yes, which hopefully will be soon. Ish. Yeah, Ish kind of thing. We're, yeah. We've, never, we've not actually said anything about organising the next one yet, have we really? So Not really, not. Soon, this is probably a bit of a stretch. I'm still going to have to do the 92 Rumble. I'm still going to have to watch that yes. and take notes. Um, I will also have to carry on. I fell behind a little bit on my pay-per-view project over on the Tumblr blog. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I think it's uh, Breakdown 98 to go. Yeah. Uh, now I'll probably watch that uh, and get some notes written on that. Yeah. Well, I'm behind on the um, main pay-per-views as well, so, you know. It's, just... it's, it's, it's what a life we lead, Phil. It's so what full. A life we lead. So it's full. so full and so, yeah, so full of just wrestling. Crap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, it's all grand. Yeah. Really. So, but there'll be there'll be lots more podcasts from us this year. I say lots. I'll probably about ten. Um, but that's that's optimistic. Uh, <laughs> seven, maybe at a push. Uh, Point is, there'll be more. Seven, six or seven. You know, one every two months, kind of thing. Quarterly, Ish. quarterly basis. Yeah. What four? Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, yeah. But we make this them one, good. So three more. We make them. Yeah, <laughs> we make them really good. You know, that's yeah. that's the thing. You see, that's good. We make we make them good. Yeah, that's. Well, uh, I, that's I, all you need to, I need to edit this one good, so we'll find out how good I can do it in a bit. What was it Sunday? You said you'd have it up by. I'm going to try to. That's a three day turnaround. Sunday, jeez, you have seventy two hours. So I'm not going to do much. Um, not much in the way of um, sleeping or eating. Shut up. The point is, I'll get it done. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll okay. get it done. <laughs> yeah, you totally will. Although the uh, crying child from upstairs kind of implies I might be, I might be struggling with that. So we'll see. You'll see, yes, indeed. Maybe it'll be up on Rumble Week, I'm not sure, but the point is it'll be up very soon. Yeah, it'll be up on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily Maybe in this January? Stuff. I'm not sure. Maybe. 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 Be better February. Well, you know, it'll be fine. It'll get there eventually. Yeah, so thank you for uh, for listening to the uh, podcast, Flair, when I fired it into the sky. Yes, uh, yes, I was, I was, yes, flying through the atmosphere. Giant flaming tiger, ma- tiger mask in the sky. Yes, Hold, holding a plane up <laughs> in in one of the one of the engines had blown, and I was flying, <laughs> holding on to the inside cage of the engine, and there was two pilots going, "Just fly, don't ask me how, just 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 fly." I think that means you watch Superman over Christmas, then, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's still the best Superman movie. Uh, you're probably right. Not the best, best music, though. Uh, I would probably argue I quite like the Man of Steel music, so. Ah, Hans Zimmer. Which is why I put it over my new video that I'm going to post at some point on Vimeo soon. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't get past watching Hans Zimmer like movies that he's done the music for without uh, remembering what his first job was. Going for gold? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And thank I, you, Cameron, because what better can... song to end the podcast on than going for gold? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Five points to Iceland. Going for, going for gold. The actual thing's like four minutes long to read that the proper song. Oh Jesus Christ! I might play the whole thing. I don't care. I'm a maverick. Oh man! Listen, if I can have the sound of Bloody Jordi in the bath starting the podcast, I can finish it with the entire going for gold theme. I played the start of that podcast on the staff room table in work. By the way. And everyone, because obviously they know Al, thought it was hysterical. <laughs> oh God! And they were like, including including Godlover Abbey, who just went, "You, you, you, 
you put this on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, going, yeah, we did. Technically, <laughs> it wasn't sound of us naked on the bathroom internet. It was no. Al naked on the bathroom internet. Al, yes, with his, yeah, I. So we were fine. We were fine. We were fine. No issues with us. Yep. There was, uh, yeah, it was It was little Al takes a swim. Oh, no, that's it. I'm finishing now. <laughs> Going for, going for... Oh, no, because that sounds like I'm going for his penis, and I called it gold. What are we going to the song, Cameron? Not really. It's just you that's made that You're in the song. Oh, God. Going for gold. Oh, yes. It's all good. It's all good. R.I.P. Henry Kelly. Leave that there. Oh, he's dead, isn't he? <laughs>